to want. Let's bring in Dave Festcheck here from the Toronto Star. Dave, uh, your reaction, first of all, welcome aboard. Your reaction to, to the Nick Nurse firing? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tad, man. Look, not surprised at all. I mean, I think Nick Nurse essentially announced that he would not be back as head coach a few weeks ago in Philly when he had that, you know, very philosophical, introspective moment unprompted, basically, in a meeting with the media before a game, talking about how, hey, he'd been here 10 years and he's going to have to take some time after the season to reevaluate his scenario. And, you know, you just don't do that when you've got an $8 million uh, one year remaining on on your deal, right? Coaches don't do that unless they're they're looking for something different. And I think, I'm sure it was a shock to Masai Ujiri that that Nick Nurse was pondering such things when he was under contract for next season, I, I think I told you everything you needed to know about the way this thing was heading. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I, I just I find it interesting, and I think we could see the frustration build from game to game. I mean, there were some noticeable uh, voids in the roster. Uh, the shooting and the depth were issues, and, and the no center. I mean, you could see the difference when Pirtle showed up, uh, how everybody else was slotted in properly. And I'm just curious, you know, Obviously, everybody knows what they're doing here. I don't know why uh, you would you would launch a, a season without a, a, a big guy. And, and they did this earlier when Gasol and Ibaka left. There was no replacement. I, I'm still stuck on on why that would be allowed to happen. Well, they tried, Jim. They really did. They tried with Aaron Baines and Alex Len, and that didn't work. And then oh. I think they realized, yeah, exactly. And then they realized, hey, um, maybe we got to shift tact here. We're, we're not we're not good at finding big men. So let's try this project six foot eight, six foot nine thing, where we're going to attempt to reinvent the wheel that is basketball and play it a different way, positionless basketball. We don't need a true seven footer. We can play it a different way. Well, we just saw what happened with that. You know, like, I'm not saying that that cannot be successful if you got the right guys. Like, if all your six foot nine guys are LeBron James, you know, you might do okay. But, you know, when you've got a bunch of guys with limitations, you didn't have rim protection, you didn't have sufficient rebounding, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of holes in that roster and a lot of holes in that strategy. Uh, we heard you know, Fred Van Vliet himself, the point guard of the operation, talk about how they had to change tack that that the that the chaos and freedom was not working and that was that was code for project six foot nine is not working um so you're right like that's not that's not necessarily on coaching you could you could argue that it could have been better executed i'm sure the front office thought it could have been you could argue that nick nurse should have developed more of the players that didn't see a lot of action i know the front office would argue that but ultimately i think this is a personnel thing they just they just they just had too many holes for any coach to overcome. And it comes back to this, Jim. This ain't a coach's league, man. It's a personnel league. It's a player's league. It's a talent league. And if you don't have the talent, I don't care if you're Nick Nurse or, or Red Arbuck or, or, or the ghost of James Naismith himself, you know, you, you, can't, you can't make it up. You know, you can't, you can't make up for that with X's and O's. Yeah, there's a lot of curiosities about this season. Uh, the, the bench was, um, you know, a problem from the start. And I, I guess the uh, the intrigue comes in is when you have a bench guy that now, due to injury, you have to start, and he does well as a starter, but then goes back to the bench and, and just flounders. I, I just And that happened with at least two or three guys, which I found kind of alarming. I just couldn't get a handle on that. How about yourself? Yeah, that's that's a common problem in the NBA. We saw it with Norm Powell, right? And 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 was one of the reasons that the the Raptors gave up on Norm Powell and ended up shipping him off uh, in the Gary Trent Jr. deal. And now it, the same thing happens with Gary Trent Jr. To name one of the guys you're talking about, right? Who yeah. who uh, as much as he's 
in a lot of ways, it made more sense for him to come off the bench. He did not perform well coming off the bench. And I think that's part of just the modern NBA uh, where everybody in this league makes so much money. They've all got teams of people around them telling them they can do better, telling them that you know, they could make this much more money if they were in the starting lineup and this much more money if they were getting this many more points. We saw it with OG Ananobi. You know, talking about how he wanted a, you know, a, a bigger role or certainly the murmurs around that. Um, and, and so I just think that's part and parcel with coaching in the NBA today and managing the NBA today is everybody thinks they're better than they are, and you've got to find a way to, to convince them otherwise and get them in line. And I guess the, the grand question, if we, if we cut to the summer business that comes out of this, is you've got Freddie uh, and Gary Trent Jr. that have to be uh, recommitted, and, and Pirtle has to be uh, re-signed. And with a with a coaching change, that could go one way or the other. What's your read on that? Well, look, I read it this way, Jim. Like they got a lot of big decisions, but if we know anything about Masai Ujiri, unless he's got you know a franchise shaking transformational trade up his sleeve and those things don't just fall into your lap every day that you know there's not another Kawhi Leonard trade you know just sitting there waiting to be plucked you know sometimes you have to wait years and years and years for those things to happen unless he's got that and I don't think there's anything brewing um, then the status quo is probably the most likely scenario or the status quo with some tweaks right so you're probably going to re-sign Fred Van Vliet because what, uh, what else do you do if you don't? You're probably going to re-sign Gary Trent Jr. because you're already a bad shooting team. You're already one of the worst shooting teams in the league, and you can't afford to give away shooting. So I think what you're hoping here is that you, you, know, you can come back with a, a roster that's similar. You know, you get, hopefully you get Otto Porter Jr. back after an injured year, and he provides you with some more shooting. Hopefully you can acquire some things. Hey, you got a 1% chance in the draft lottery. You hope you can get a, a player out of your pick in the first round this year. And then beyond that, maybe a new face uh, in the head coaching spot is your best option, right? New face, new, uh, new enthusiasm, maybe a new accountability. I know some people are hoping for that. Maybe it got a little too comfortable with, with uh, Nick Nurse in, in the seat for you know, 10 years with the organization in general and five years as the head coach. So maybe you know, that's, that was one of your only levers to pull here is what I'm trying to say, Jim, because I'm not sure that, you know, franchise transformation is going to be as easy as everybody hopes it can be. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that's sort of the signal that, uh, you know, the I said this earlier with Leo, the championship residue has long since left. Uh, there are people that are around from it, but uh, I think that last year it was there, this year it's not, and, and you're, you're really looking at, at the, taking the next step. So in terms of that, also you're looking at uh, probably a new uh, assistant coaching staff as well. So, that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of new faces here. Yeah, well, Fred Van Vliet said that as well. You know, I think it was really telling that Fred Van Vliet essentially said, you know, we can't expect to sort of be good by osmosis because we won a championship back in 2019. If I'm paraphrasing him uh, correctly, back in the uh, in the media, the post-mortem media day, I think that's true. Like, you can't keep falling. Like, the honeymoon is over. The championship honeymoon is over. The, you know, the residue of which you speak is, is long gone, you know, because those players are long gone. And, you know, as much as Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet were a big part of that championship team, they weren't the, they weren't the crux of it, that's for sure. They were contributors to it, but they, they were not the meat of it. And so to expect them to be the meat of a championship team is just unrealistic. You know, you need better players here, and you're going to need better players if you're, if, you're, if you're expecting to win 
that next championship, as Masai Ujiri talked about in his press release uh, in relieving Nick Nurse of his duties today. So for all that, you're right. Like, there's going to be a lot of new faces, and, and maybe that's the renewal you need here to, uh, hey, maybe believe a little more in these bench guys that Nick Nurse didn't believe in, maybe add a few more pieces, and maybe you can, you can flip the script and uh, become the overachievers again instead of the underachievers you were this year. Yeah, I, I just hope it doesn't take a year for everybody to figure out that, you know, it wasn't Nick Nurse's fault and, and you bring in a new guy and work with the same parts and they still don't work. Uh, because to me, uh, you know, the, the Raptors' strength was developing players um, and they've got a number of guys that are certainly on the bench that they tried to develop and it, it just didn't work out. I, for me, I think it's time to move on, much like you're doing with, with Nick Nurse, with, with some of the bench players. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Like, but, but I think that's the interesting thing here. There, there was obviously a tension there, Jim, between the coach and the, yeah. and, the, and the management on this issue of how good are these bench players and how much should they be playing. And, you know, can you get more to Precious Chua? Should you be getting more out of uh, the likes of uh, Chris Boucher and, uh, and Malachi Flynn and, and Delano Banton and on down the line of these guys who, who let's face it, they, this bench was, you know, statistically the least used bench in the league the last two years. Um, the, the coach couldn't have used them less. Uh, nobody used their bench less than Nick Nurse used his bench. And I agree with you. Like, if I'm, if I'm having that debate, if I'm in on that debate with Masai Jerry, Bob, Bobby Webster, and Nick Nurse, and you know how it goes. It's like, play these guys more, and the coach says, well, they don't deserve to play. I got to say, I, I side more with Nick Nurse on almost every one of those players. Like, I don't, I don't see you know, an untapped well of absolute genius to come off that bench. And I'm with you. Like, I think they're going to need a lot more on that bench if they want the next coach to play that bench beyond just, you know, the early part of a season where he, he pays lip service to a management, uh, a management belief that the bench is better than it was last year. So, yeah, I think it's going to need more change. I think it, I think it will get more change. These guys aren't stupid. They know they need more shooting. They were one of the worst shooting teams in the league. They know they need a little more playmaking. They know they need, you know, a lot of things. Like, this this is not a short list of, of needs for this franchise if you're indeed talking about becoming uh, a contender. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Let's, let's hope they don't believe that they can go back into battle with this team as is, essentially, and hope that, you know, Otto Porter Jr. getting healthy is going to be the difference between 41 wins and something much better because I just don't think that's the case. Well, I'm always a big fan of uh, you know you go to your last game and realize what happened there, and if it doesn't, uh, if it's not the game, the last game of the of the uh, championship series, then you better learn a big lesson from what happened in that last game. Otherwise, history will repeat itself. So against Chicago, they lose by four. They had a 19 point lead. This is on home court. I uh, played out the starters. Uh, the biggest contributor off the bench was Gary Trent Jr. at 17 minutes. Everybody else is under 10 minutes, uh, and so he played that bench out. And, and you know, two problems with that, and it's a, a common story all season long uh, when the replacements came in they couldn't do the job he was forced to play the the, the starters uh, they couldn't execute because they ran out of gas I mean the, there's no other explanation other than that uh, so you you have to change that roster it, just changing the coach or the, the the entire coaching staff is not enough it may verify what you already know yeah and I think I think Masai Ujiri will probably be speaking to that in the next, uh, within the next hour here, I'm, I'm down here at the, at the OVO practice facility on the lakeshore. And I'm sure, I'm sure Masai Ujiri realizes that he's not delusional. He knows what it takes to build a champion and he knows he doesn't have it right now. Um, but you're right. Like 
he also was, you know, at the helm of a franchise that allowed this to happen. Not not just this season, Jim. They were overworking those starters last season. They've been yeah. overworking them for a long time. This is not a new problem. This is not something that just surface because you know Otto Porter Jr. got hurt and Malachi Flynn didn't perform. And you know they've known that this was a problem for a long time and, and they haven't been able to address it. So again, it's not easy to address when you're up against the cap and and all the all the Byzantine rules that are involved in in that and and then you've got to re-sign all your existing players this offseason it's not going to be easy to add it's not like you can just go find players uh for free you know those guys don't exist so um, i'm with you they need, they obviously need more players let's hope they got to hope that they can hit in the draft because they haven't hit uh for far too long here in the draft outside of scotty barnes but, but when you got a top five pick it's it's not as difficult but when you got a you know a later in the draft pick, you know you got to be able to turn that into something, and they haven't been able to do it for a while. So that's well, going to be a big challenge for sure. And they have to hit in the draft because they've traded a number of draft picks away. So this is a this is kind of a must do. I just want to sum up the uh, the Nick Nurse situation before we let you go, so you you can uh, do your other job. Um, you know, you look at this situation. Uh, it didn't work out this year. He's going into the final year of his contract. There had to be a conversation uh, because Nick knows his market value. He had to say, "Here's what I'm worth," and they had to sit down and say, "Well, uh, maybe it's time to go." I mean, that, that's my read on it. What do you think? Yeah, that's a fair assessment. I, and I also think, look, Nick Nurse is a savvy guy, right? He's, he built himself into what he is. He's a self-made man, and he didn't do it the conventional way by making friends and, and getting on, you know, coaching staffs from, from the get-go. He, he went all over the world. He went over to the British League of all places and carved out his, carved out his own kind of path and, and, and has only been in the NBA for the last 10 years. And I think what one thing you learn when you're in those environs, and I've talked to enough coaches uh, over enough coffees and beers over the years to understand that sometimes you got to be ahead of your next move, right? And I think Nick Nurse wanted to be ahead of his next move. Um, and, and I think that tells you something about maybe the way he sees his franchise and the way he sees the situation here. Because as, as I just pointed out, it's not an easy fix. It's not an easy path to get better with this team unless you just want to tear it down to the studs, which I don't think they're prepared to do. And uh, and maybe he just said, look, there's there's other opportunities out there. We know that you know, the Houston job has been rumored. I'm not sure that's a great fit for him unless oh, well, they, they do have a you know, significant odds in the lottery. And if they get a Victor Wembayana or a Scoot Henderson, that, that picture changes uh, pretty quickly. Uh, we know Detroit job's open. He ain't going to Detroit to work with his old pal Dwayne Casey because they're not exactly pals. Uh, but there's, look, it's, things, shake, things shake out in this league all the time, Jim. You know that. we got got a bunch of yep. first-round series going on here where if teams don't win, there could be openings. And we also know that Nick Nurse is going to be just fine financially, uh, having just, uh, I would assume, secured a decent severance on the one year remaining on his $8 million, uh, you know, approximately $8 million a year contract with the Raptors. So, uh, hey, can't forget the legacy. This guy, this guy was a championship coach. He, 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 brought, he got that thing over the finish line against all odds. He wasn't necessarily Masai Ujiri's first pick for that job after the firing of Dwayne Casey and the acquisition of, of Kawhi Leonard. But, um, you know, he was certainly, you know, he certainly stepped up to the plate at the right time and, uh, and delivered the goods and, and he's made his career on it and he's going to, he's going to get continually uh, uh, rewarded for that. I think he's going to get opportunities because he's got that championship ring. Yeah. Well said, Dave. Thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day.